today, we're going to ask a new question. You know, all the other parenting approaches want to talk to you about how to get your kids to do stuff. And we're going to ask a new question that I think will be much more helpful and healthy for your family. Welcome to the Art of Raising Humans. Hello, and welcome to episode 64 of the Art of Raising Humans. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And I hope your 2023 is off to a great start. Yes. That'd be great, wouldn't it <laughs> yeah, be? So yeah. good. I hope everything's going great in 2023. You should be hearing this sometime at the end of January. Sarah and I have some really exciting opportunities coming up soon. We hope to be, once we get some video capability going up, which we have a, an office now, we're still recording this in the closet. Yeah. You know? So for those you don't <laughs> Haven't know. Haven't gotten there yet. No, we're in a master closet. We're looking at all our, all our clothes. Some of them are hung up. Some are not. I think more of mine aren't. Uh, mine are all hung up. Thank <laughs> okay, you. So I think more of yours are hung up than mine. And um, yeah, we're just looking at clothes as we talk. But <laughs> But we do have a space um, near the office that um, we're going to be recording hopefully soon in the near future with some video capability. It'd be real fun to see. Um, so you can see us on YouTube and all stuff, see our interactions. It can be much more of a, a connection for us and, and the listeners. Okay. So um, what we wanted to do in 2023 is I really wanted to take the first several podcasts, Sarah, and us to kind of touch upon some fundamental truths that we buy into about parenting. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I lo- kind of because you're, it's the beginning of the year and you're sort of rework, you know, you're thinking about your year. And some people set goals at this time and you're, you're starting the year with some intentionality and parenting is one of those roles. And yeah. so you're thinking, all right, what, where, where do I want to, what mindset do I want to have when approaching my kids and going forward this year? Yeah, so I want to, I, I think when you start with those big truths and then grow whatever techniques you're going to use, or whatever, if they grow from there, then they're going to be healthier, they're going to be more sustainable, they're going to be more yeah. helpful. Well, and and at least for me, when I was kind of thinking a little differently than how I had been thinking about children and how to help them grow up and be, you know, raise these humans, there are times you question or you think, okay, wait, is this all right? And those that foundation has been really helpful to go back to to go, okay, this is what I believe, this is what I think, this is what I understand, because it is it, you know, parenting is a hard thing, Mm -hmm. and you don't always have complete certainty, and moments come up, or your kid does something and you think oh no you know i'm failing or i'm messing this up or or they're you know what's going on here and just having that strong foundation to come back to and then go back out from it it has been very helpful to me yeah especially since it's new from where i was well well said when there was a while a long time where you and i were working with kids me in the school system Mm -hmm. and you uh, at an agency helping families there's where we worked with a lot of kids that we still were we're working from an old set of ways of seeing the world. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, this has been a yeah. transition over time for yes. us. And it was an old set of truths that when I look back, those things we believed actually, lots of those weren't actually true. You know, and, mm-hmm. um, and one of those concepts being that I think is foundational is I think you and I would agree that we believe that everybody has free will. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, so for everyone listening, that is a foundational truth that you and I are coming from. Mm-hmm. So what does having free will mean? Sure, you can lock someone away in a little pin or, or you know, we, we society, we've done that for what, for we have thousands of years of trying yeah. to do that. But ultimately, the, the person has 
choices. Yeah. And they're a whole whole being, a whole person, mm-hmm. and they have value and choices. Yeah. Do you remember in our master's program, we read a book called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl? Yes, that's what, <laughs> yeah. And, and yes. Viktor Frankl was a, a Jewish person who was uh, put in the one of the concentration, concentration camps. camps. That's what I meant when I was thinking of yeah. locking someone right. yeah. away. And I'm thinking Viktor Frankl talked about how he was still free. Yeah, he even, was, the, even though he was stripped of everything, yeah. right? You would think that's not a free person. Mm-hmm. And he noticed that as soon as people gave up that idea that they were free, as soon as they bought into that they were no longer free, that the Nazis mm-hmm. had, they would die not much yeah. longer because they found no meaning. They, they found like life was meaningless and purposeless yeah. because they had no um, self-determination. They had no you know free will to change their circumstances, right? Yeah. But he found like in his mind, he could always be free. Yes, yeah, and there's there's lots of good movies kind of with that same, of course, yeah, same, same kind of theme, theme yeah. where you see people thriving in, in situations where uh, from the external world, a lot of their freedom has been, you know, shut down, mm-hmm. but they have this freedom inside. Yeah. And those are the people who live through and survive those really, really horrible yeah. conditions. So the weird thing is we loved that book and we loved those movies, but I never applied it to kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I think because they're smaller and they're weaker than me. Yeah. So there's a sense of, I can make them do stuff. <laughs> I can like pick them up and move them if I well, need to. It even almost it's like your job. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have this yeah. little baby, they're born, and now yeah. it's, here's your job. Go go make them into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's where you see yeah. a lot of parents, you know, we base a lot of our uh, our identity or success rate on how our children are doing. Yeah. Sometimes even though you have the straight A kid, mm-hmm. they're actually on an internal world, maybe not doing so well. But from yeah. the outside, everyone's like, oh, pat you on the back. What a good yeah. parent you are. Your kid's making straight A's. Yeah. And so even though we would say we believe in the free will, for some reason, we looked at the kid, like you're saying, we thought it was our job to get them to go to sleep, yeah. to get them to eat their food, yep. to get them to be kind, yep. <laughs> all these things, right? Yep. To get them to say Do them, well they're sorry. School, yes. Yeah, be, yeah. be kind. I thought it was my friends. job to get them to be good at soccer. Yeah. You know, like all <laughs> yes. these things. I had to yeah. get them to be good at these things, right? Yep. And almost implied in that thought is, well, they wouldn't be unless I did get them yeah, to do it, right? Right. Well, yeah, it doesn't. It reminds me of that puppet master, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd better go be the right puppet master for your kid and mm-hmm. go, you know, move all the little things and make them move and do and be who yeah. you say they should be. Well, and then I think what's even trickier about it is if I don't get them to do it, then I'm failing, yes, right? Yeah. And, and I actually feel powerful and capable as a parent when I can get them to do stuff. Yep. And when I can't, that feels gross. I feel yep. like I'm, I'm failing. I feel like I'm Kinda weak. I'm incompetent. The kid who's having that tantrum in the grocery store yes. and all yeah. the judgmental yes. eyes at the parent. Like, yeah, like, get your kid under control. Oh my goodness, what a yes. lousy parent yes. you are. Your exactly. three-year-old's having yes. a tantrum. <laughs> yes, your face is hilarious when you do that. You act just like, so, yeah. so, But the idea is like, get your kid under control for goodness yeah. sakes, right? So you and I, even though we had our master's degrees, we've been working with kids, I think that was still in our head it was like oh how does this parent get the kid to do that right mm-hmm. so the, the parent doesn't want the kid to be on the phone so much how do they get them to do that right and what i found sarah is then it almost seems like you can justify almost anything you do to that kid as long as the outcome is you got them to do it it worked yeah i mean i would have parents say well i tried to use your your other techniques to try to get him to do his homework and he wouldn't do it till i slapped him in the back of the head and then when i did it he got his work done yeah yeah Yep. And it was like the parents. Well, and then like, you even works. have other parents come up and going, "Okay, hey, your kid does this. How yeah. did you get them to do that?" Exactly. And they'll hand yes, out there, "Well, this is what I had to yeah, do, yeah, or this yeah, is yeah. what I did." And yep. you pass around those. Well, even going back to our last uh, podcast or the one on consequence, like that's a big question. A lot of parents who come to us and they switch their parenting. One of the first.
first questions other parents ask is, what are the consequences they recommend? Mm -hmm. So there's some way there's this magical thing, this magical consequence you're going to do or a magical way you're going to act that's going to get them to do it. Yes, right. Yep. So I hope everyone's can who's hearing can get this understand this idea. Do you do you identify with that? Yeah, Is that yeah, how yeah, you, yeah. you know, I feel can, like that's pretty normal. And can understand the idea of that space is just unhealthy. And what I mean by that space is just that sense. You know, I mean, I'd say one of the biggest aha moments for me, you talked about one you had last podcast, but was when Dr. Becky Bailey from Conscious Discipline, when I was at her conference learning this, and she was talking about how almost every parenting approach is asking one question. How do I get my kid to do what I want them to do? And so they're all coming up with books. They're doing conferences. Videos, yes. courses, training, so many. Many we've attended. Yes. I hope we don't <laughs> disappoint people. Them. Hope we don't disappoint people when we do these upcoming conferences at these churches and schools. But we're not trying to teach you how to get them to do anything because it really isn't about getting them to do something. Because even if that's quote unquote successful or it works, it's not working because it's not understanding the fundamental truth that you can't get your kid to do anything. Mm -hmm. Okay, that everything your kid does is a choice that kid is making to do. And you actually want it to be their choice. Because yes. yeah. if if people are coerced or, or managed into doing something that it, that won't last long term, it's if it comes from something inside of them that sustainable completely and then also i find when you're trying to get them to do stuff sarah that definitely leads into more power struggles with your kid yeah because the kid doesn't think you're supporting them the kid thinks you're trying to make them do something right yeah and, yeah and when, yeah yeah and i know what you want me to do some kids are very amiable and they're uh -huh. like cool make me do it get me to do it and what's yeah. sad about that kid is lots of those kids grow up and they're like who's going to get me to do it now yeah i need yeah. someone else to get me to do it right yeah. or the and they even find people and then they yeah. really don't live their life mm -hmm. they even date people or in their yes, in True. relationship yeah, with marriages, people yep. who are just going to manage their lives yes, for them and get them to do that and too. we all kind of know those adults yeah. and we think oh that's, that's I, I know <laughs> i know there are wives or husbands listening to this podcast now who they've thought at times in their marriage that their spouse is just another child another child they have to get them to do mm -hmm. something right mm -hmm. and that's a common thing where the parents sometimes will joke a, a, a mother will come in and talk about how she's got three sons when really yeah. she only has two sons but she's referring yeah. to the, the the husband because she's got to get him to to go out and you know spend time with the kids or yep. get him so very much is this like babying or this you know like i'm having to parent this other adult right right it's it's because i bought into this idea that i actually can and i i think sarah what was tricky for me when i first heard it, it was powerful was at times i believe i have gotten people to do stuff you know with my force of will or yeah. or I've been intimidating yeah. enough. You Especially know? those people with strong personalities. Yes. They're like, well, this does work. I'm thinking in our American culture. You know, I, I remember mm -hmm. one time when I went overseas to Thailand, I was over there for two months on a missions trip. And, and when I came back from that trip, when we got into California, Los Angeles, it was just such a different atmosphere because all these people were yelling at the airport. And you could see, I didn't know this back then, but everybody was trying to get everybody else to do stuff, right? So mm -hmm. they were trying to get the people at the airline to change their flight. Or it was, it was a lot at school as a school counselor, you'd have parents who wanted changes and they were going to get the principal to change that, you know? Yeah. So even our culture, we think we are doing that. We think yeah. if I just get mad enough, yell enough, get intimidated enough, threaten enough, I will make change happen. Right. Right. So then we start to believe that, oh, it is a fundamental truth. You have to get people to do stuff. Mm -hmm. But if we all believe, anyone who's listening, if you believe in free will, which Sarah and I do, then that's not something we can do. 
Mm-hmm. So when it comes to raising kids who understand that they are free, I mean, imagine this, listeners, if you, if you could, by the time they're 18, if they understood how to use that freedom in a healthy way, in a way that brought about more goodness to the world, mm-hmm. in a way in which they helped people instead of hurt them, we'd have a really great world. Yeah. Right? If they owned their freedom and actually yeah. had their teenage years especially were spent learning about their free their mm-hmm. you know the their power freedom they have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah their choices mm-hmm. what happens and just by the time they launch out into the world yeah. they would feel confident and have the skills to manage it yeah. and, you know still learning but just coming from a very different place than it's all been managed for them mm-hmm. and you're free well, and sometimes I find lots of these kids buy into the only power they have the only way they can use their freedom is to do bad things because up until then everything they were quote-unquote made to do or the parents got them to do was the good stuff the parents wanted them to do. So the only way to actually do their own thing, I know we've talked about, we may do a whole podcast on Matilda, but but in, in, <laughs> in the thing they're like, they think in order to be free, they have to be naughty. You know? yeah. And you don't want your kids thinking that. You yes. want them to know that they are just as free to hug their brother or sister as they are to hit them. You know? yeah. And you want to raise kids who inevitably choose to hug them more than they do hit them. Yeah. And not because they were told to. Yeah, you want kids who inevitably choose to apologize and repair when they've hurt a broken relationship than kids who were made to. Yeah. Who resent it. Who you know, you've all been there when you made your, quote unquote, made your kid, you know, apologize. Then there's Mm -hmm. like, did they really mean it? Were Mm -hmm. they really sincere enough? Well, think back when you were a kid. Yes. Oh, you know, say sorry, give each other a hug. Or if you were ever in that situation as a kid, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah. What did you feel inside? Yes. Go yeah. back to those memories and just think, huh. You know, I, I remember, now you're saying this, I remember when my dad used to spank us, um, my brother told me, about like when I was 11 or 12, my brother figured out this cool little trick that when my dad was trying to make us feel bad for what we had done, whatever he uh-huh. deemed wrong, just put my wallet in my back pocket and think of something funny. Mm-hmm. And like the stupidest things would happen. Like sometimes I would start laughing as he spanked me because <laughs> I would be thinking of something funny. And then I would get spanked more because I thought it was funny. Funny, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like this whole thing. Like, you don't feel bad enough, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna get you to feel bad by telling you what you yeah. did was bad, by treating you badly, and then eventually you're going to become good. Yeah. <laughs> All yes. these things, right? And so feel so, bad enough about yourself that yes. you'll become a good person. And I would say that's the, the wrong. Not only is the question, how do I get my child to do dot dot dot, but the big question is, how do I get my child to grow up and be a good person? Yes, you can't do that. Right, you can't get them to do that. Yeah. So inevitably, you want your kid to choose. You're just not that powerful. Yes, you don't have that much yes. control. Yes, <laughs> sorry, so, break so, it to us so, all. <laughs> so I loved it. Where I want the listeners to to kind of think about this. This was the really is Becky Bailey talks about how that's the question almost all parenting approaches are trying to answer. We're trying to answer a different question. So anytime people ask us questions about how to handle a certain behavior, what to do with their kid in this situation, is I'm going back to this question. Instead of how do I get my kid to do X, Y, and Z, it's how do I help my child be more likely to choose X, Y, and Z. Take a moment and let that sit. Instead of getting your kid to do something, you're helping your child to choose this this outcome, right? So you're coming alongside them, you're supporting mm-hmm. them, you're hand in hand creating a different outcome, and inevitably, who gets the credit for it? They do. Yes. Because they chose it. Who gets to feel that internal, this intrinsic reward that comes from it? Like, like instead of making the kid go mow the lawn, when you help mm-hmm. the kid choose to do it, then when the kid does it, the kid gets to go, that felt good. Yeah. I'm glad I got to help. You know? And wow, that's so different than yes. go mow the lawn or you're, you can't go, you're grounded until yes, you mow the completely lawn. Completely different. Something like that. We've the kids are like, fine, I got it done. Yes. Or they go out and mow the lawn and then they get that. 
You know, yeah. we've all been there where it's like, oh, I just did that. It feels completely different. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. I chose it. I don't remember how many times my mom would say, hey, would you do this? Because it would mean a lot to me because I really wanted it done. And when I did those things, it felt good. Hey, mom, I got that done for you. You know? Yeah. But, but if my mom or dad said, you get that done now or else, the whole time you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd just be like grumbling and griping and like, God, I want to hang out with my friends. This is so dumb. And the whole time you're, you're not thinking about how helpful it is to them. You're just thinking like, God, I wish I had control of my own life. I can't wait to get out of here and become yeah. an adult. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I, I feel like it causes this constant turmoil in a kid where the kid wants to grow up and be an adult so they can quote unquote be free, even though they're already free. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also scared to death <laughs> to grow up and be an adult because mm-hmm. then they're going to be free and they know no one's going to be able to guide them to make good choices. You know? Yep. And so that's the conundrum the kid has. So when you're asking this different question, just inherent in the question, if you and your spouse were to sit down and say, hey, how do we help Alex be more likely to choose X, Y, and Z? It starts you out in a better part of your brain, a part of your brain that's looking for solutions. Mm -hmm. It's about, it's focused on teaching, it's focused on learning, and it's focused on guiding. And and it's creative. You're actually able to see a lot more options from that part of your brain. You'll come up with things that you wouldn't otherwise come up with to support your child. Yeah, you're going to be more curious. Mm -hmm. You're going to ask curious questions. Mm -hmm. And you're not focused on trying to stop them. You're you're focused on trying to help them. Yeah. The place in our brain when we're in resistance, you know, I've got to push against my child mm-hmm. versus let's head somewhere. It just feels very different. Your brain engages that situation different. Mm-hmm. A situation of I got to shove this versus let's go here works differently. And in relationship, it's going to work differently with your child to say, let's go here versus let me push you out this direction. I'm curious. I was thinking, Sarah, I wonder if, if listeners maybe doing it with their kids initially is too scary. You know, maybe letting go of this idea of how do we get our kids to do it is mm-hmm. hard to do. It might be too scary scary. Maybe they could start initially. I think it'd be interesting because I know I think I did this with you is start noticing how do I think about things in our marriage? Do I, when I get upset at you or you're doing things I don't like, do I think to myself, how do I get Sarah to do this other thing? I think sometimes I did. How do I get, Mm -hmm. I need to have a serious talk with her, you know, or I'm going to tell how much I dislike that. And I'm going to say it in a really rough way. (laughs) And I hope, I hope that will make Sarah then not want to do that anymore. Right. Um, Instead of saying, how do I help Sarah be more likely to choose this other outcome? I feel like I'm going to come at you less upset, less Mm -hmm. mean. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come at you like we're partners in this. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm coming at the belief that you care about what I want, you know, instead of I need to make you care about what I want. Yeah. Yeah. You honestly probably betting on the relationship, asking me to do it. Or yeah. you'd come and say, hey, this would, this would mean a lot to me. Could mm-hmm. you do this and this? And then then also you'd be open to me saying, oh, I just don't do it because of yeah. this and this. And then we could get to that place together. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious if, if you as a listener, how do you think of that question in regards to your marriage or your friendships? Um, is, is it only with your kids that you think you can get them to do stuff or make them do things or think that's the goal? Um, in those other relationships, are you doing that too? Or do you not ask that same question? I mean, mm-hmm. do you assume you can't that your friend has free will or that your spouse has free will? So you've got to be a little more creative. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be more curious. Right? I, I love how you said that. Like when I'm thinking about how to motivate or ch- you know change something between us, I've got to be a little more creative on how I approach it. I got to be more intentional. Yeah, I can't just yeah. fly off the handle and think that's going to help. Right. Yeah. And same with friends. When I have f- flown off the handle with friends, it didn't cause any resolution to come about. You know, yeah. at best, if change happens, like let's say I did, let's say I got mad at Sarah and I got got really upset at you, and then you did change it. 
I'm taking responsibility for that change. Yeah. You're just doing it so I won't get mad. And I, Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's different. I'm not really like, I'm choosing it, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of being coerced mm-hmm, into it. Mm-hmm. That just feels different. I'm not really going to own that choice. Same thing, you know, I mean, maybe if you're wanting to try something like this with your kid, pick something smaller. Yes, great. Pick something where you're okay with how that goes you know not some big ticket item you know but if it's something like oh cleaning their room or or making their bed or something talk about it let them kind of choose it but you need to be in a space where you're going to be okay with the direction that they go well i I know let's use the cleaning the room thing that's a good one so Mm -hmm. so with our oldest at times cleaning the room has been difficult right Mm -hmm. so when i looked at this question love it (laughs) so so we think it's important and we think it's important for her and we want her not to do it for us but to do it because it does feel good inside her right right well, and the life skill of take care of your space. Yes, totally. You know? It's important. Yeah. It's important. Right. So that's an expectation we have, that our kids mm-hmm. will take care of their rooms, right? Mm-hmm. And so so one way we did that to say, how could I help her be more likely to choose it, is we sat down and talked about it, and she said it's overwhelming when things build up over time. Right. And like, oh, Which that, that was true. I loved yeah. that conversation because mm-hmm. we actually got to hear what the barriers were yeah. to her accomplishing that yes. goal. She would see it, and it looked like a gigantic yeah. mountain. It wasn't yeah. just like, put some clothes and up. And honestly, like a, I would go in and think, yes. this isn't bad. I know. It can be done in I 10 know, minutes. I know, but to her, it was gigantic. Yeah. So but she, to know that difference, yeah. I thought I was asking a 10-minute job. She thought, this is impossible. Yes. Yeah, so, so we asked her, we said, do you think if daily we just were intentional for the next 30 days or so mm-hmm. to check with you on your room and to help mm-hmm. you do that? And we just put things away. So we'll do a big clean this weekend, and then we'll put it on the calendar every night at what time? And we agreed at 8 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. 8 o'clock, we'll put it on there. She, she recently- She created a lot yeah. of that. She yeah. created an alert for herself. Yes, yeah, to yeah, do that. She, and then she then was saying like, hey, come on to my room and I want you to see it. Yes. So she was, it was really cool to see her get excited about it. Yes. And then recently we had erased that because she'd been doing so great at it, but then you could see the room was getting all messy again, right? Uh-huh. And the holidays kind of right. There cost was some me. extra yeah. stuff going so, so, on. So then I reminded her and she quickly was like, yeah, let's go back to that alarm thing. Let's do that again. Mm-hmm. Let's do that every night. And then it's been fun to see her doing that again where she's yep. telling me, come up and see my room. It looks and clean. And she's yep. actually doing it with yeah. a lot less support than she yes. used to. Yep. And you can see her feeling so good about it for herself. Well, do you remember when she was even really little when we would get mad about it she got really good at hiding it yeah, remember yeah. she she would just stuff crap, oh. and of course everybody listened. We've all done that. Yeah, yeah. We've all hidden stuff when our parents are going to come. She was really good at yes. it. Yes, and so we'd be like, I, I I would I would go looking about. Oh my gosh, what is under, under your bed? And it'd be all these clothes, and it normally would happen because she'd be like, I have no clothes to wear. And we'd be like, What? Where are your clothes? And so that that's a situation where we were trying to get her to clean her room, and then we insisted, said, How can we help her be more likely to choose it? Okay, yeah. so this works for the little things like that to the big things when it comes to technology, when it comes to all that stuff. Is I would just love for you as a parent to stop for a minute and think about this, that what you're wanting to do is you're wanting them to learn the skill on how to do that thing you're asking them to do. So when you ask this question, it teaches your kid a skill that's going to help them the rest of their lives. And even just asking that question is giving them a skill rather than them trying to like get themselves to do stuff. So even in their own head, I know we do this as adults too. We're like, I'm going to beat myself up. I got to yell at myself. I got to shame myself to where I finally go exercise regularly. I finally eat better. I know lots of you listening are dealing with that is we want to give a different voice to our kids in their head. And that voice is rather than them trying to get themselves to do something, they start asking questions like, how can I help myself be more likely to make that better choice? Yeah. And that's really the gift overall we want to hand to our kids. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to create an exercise is what I'm going to do, then then I I could be like, ah, I'm terrible. Oh, I didn't. I slept in again. Why am I such an idiot? I'm so lazy. That's right. I'm so lazy. Why am I not motivated enough? My other friend, he's so so disciplined. I stink at this. 
versus, oh, I'm going to ask my friend to go with me. If, yeah. they, if I know they're going to meet me every morning, I'll be excited to do yeah. that. Or, you know, we come up with mm-hmm. ways to get ourselves into a different space mentally and then be like, okay, now I want to choose this. And yeah. So we want to hit upon this fundamental truth. Start parenting from the idea that you have free will and so do your kids. And so from that free will, let's start asking questions that actually help grow that truth within our family, which is we're not getting people to do anything. Okay. I'm not getting my wife to do anything. I'm not getting my kids to do anything. Instead, I'm going to help and support you to be able to choose that thing that I'm wanting you to choose. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this starts as young as one years old, you know, I mean, there's all types of ways kids are, are expressing their, their choice and all types of ways you can talk to them and think of this, but just want you to really just notice that. What question are you asking yourself? Is it different in your marriage? Is it different in your friendships? Yeah. And then try it in these little ways that we pointed out. Yeah. I think it just coming from that mindset, if you just make the shift mentally of I'm not getting them to, you know, if you just get away from those things, you'll approach them just naturally with a different energy, a different facial expressions, all of that. They'll just be, and they will feel that in the relationship and you'll be able to go together. I was thinking an easy step parents could do is just even start with, how do I help myself be more likely to choose to be this parent I want to be? You know, yeah. That could be one too, yeah. right? How do I help myself be that? Well, how do you help? You buy a book or you listen to this podcast because it's yeah. going to help you Put a lot. Put little notes yes. on the wall that you read every day. Yeah, all or, that kind of stuff. Or yeah, gonna, yeah reach yeah. out for help. You could always reach out to us if you needed help. All that kind of, So how could you help yourself be that parent you want to yeah. be? So I, I hope this was a question to help kind of, I hope these last four particularly have been really helpful in kind of grounding you to what you want 2023 to look like and the kind of parent you want to be going into this year. And please share this, comment on it. Um, definitely put your five-star reviews. We love all that stuff. Let us know if there's other topics you want us to discuss and um, hope your new year's going well. Thanks for listening. The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only. 